It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. Today in the Word, we are in the second gospel in the New Testament, the gospel according to Mark. And we're looking in chapter 2 today. Mark, in his gospel, is primarily presenting Jesus as the servant among men. Mark's gospel is shorter than the others. It's very fast-moving. And the most common theme throughout the gospel is the word immediately, or other uses of that word straightway, forthwith, anon. Mark seems to be more interested in the actions of Jesus than in the words of Jesus Christ himself. This morning we're in Mark 2, and I'm going to look at verses 13 through 17. It says, And he went forth again by the seaside, and all the multitude resorted to him, and he taught them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said to him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at me in the house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said to his disciples, How is it that he eats and drinks with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So our story today has Jesus in the town of Capernaum, which sits on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. And it introduces us to uh, his fifth follower that he calls here in Mark's gospel, and it's Levi. Now, Levi, if you compare scripture with scripture and other gospels, you learn um, Levi and Matthew are one and the same person. Levi and Matthew is the same person. And he tells us here that he's a publican or he's a tax collector. And when Jesus meets him, he is sitting at the receipt of custom. Literally, he's sitting at the tax booth. Now, through Capernaum ran a great highway called the Via Maris or the Way of the Sea. And it came out of Egypt, and it flowed up the coast of Israel, cut across the valley of Jezreel, then headed through Capernaum, would go on to Damascus, going on into Mesopotamia. So in the time of Christ, this was a major trade route. So you think of Matthew as sitting there at the toll booth, as it were, collecting taxes on uh, the goods that were passing through that area. Now, Matthew and his other tax collector compadres were really despised by the Jewish people because these publicans, they were Jews, but they were Jews that were very loyal to Rome. And oftentimes when they were collecting taxes, they would exact more than was just and more than was due. And they were really despised. They were kind of outcasts in the society because of that. But I love that when you see Jesus and you follow him through Mark, man, he's always parking and spending time with the people that probably most of the religious people would not. And he comes by and he says to Matthew, follow me, and Matthew or Levi follows him. And then in verse 15, we see Jesus at Matthew's house and he's sitting down at a meal with him. But it's not just with Matthew. Matthew collected his other friends and acquaintances, the other tax collectors, and what the Bible calls sinners. 
Now, it's not sinner in the general sense that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This was a specific designation for a group of people in Israel. They were known as the people of the land, and there were people who would not give heed to the strict religious teachings of the Pharisees. So they were really looked down and despised by the Pharisees, these common people. But here's Jesus in the midst of them. And we see where the Pharisees begin to criticize Jesus, and Jesus hears their criticism, and I love his response. He said, well, people don't need doctors, only sick people need doctors. Man, as far as Jesus being the great physician, David Guzik had these um, thoughts that he shared. He said, Jesus was the perfect doctor. He was always available, always makes a perfect diagnosis, provides a complete cure, and he even pays the bills. So in this passage, Jesus is presenting himself as this physician that is more concerned with the welfare of his patient than what any other people would think about him. The scribes and the Pharisees are questioning him as if he was doing some awful thing by sitting down with these folks in verse 16. But Jesus was just as comfortable sitting down with these people as if he was home in his own living room watching TV, as it were. And why is that? Because Jesus knew their need. And he had already diagnosed the problem. The problem was sin because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But not only know their need, he also knew the cure for their problem. And the cure was he himself. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door by me. If any man enter, he shall be saved. He said, I'm the bread of life. I am the truth. So Jesus understood the need and understands today the need, uh, needs of humanity. But he also understands that he is the cure for humanity's need, a personal relationship with Christ. And this is just another reminder for us today that people need Jesus. My wife was at the mall yesterday and she was sharing with me and my daughter this morning uh, as she was giving out invite cards to some of our um, Christmas events at church, just the conversation she had with young people and their receptiveness to those conversations. Man, there is no shortage of opportunity to talk to people who need Jesus and just need someone to reach out to them. You see, they need to be able to sit down at the table with the Son of God as those of us that know Christ are privileged to do each and every day. So Jesus has this great feast of salvation and he gives us this privilege of sitting down at the table with him, but he also gives us an unlimited supply of invitations to hand out to others to invite them to the table as well. He calls Matthew, Matthew follows him. Matthew has Jesus over his house for a meal, but you know what? Matthew didn't sit down alone with Jesus. He rounded up the other um, tax collectors, he rounded out the other sinners, the common people of the day, and he invited Jesus and his followers to this Matthew party to sit down and introduce them to the Son of God. You know, at our church, we print up invite cards for special events that are coming up so it's easy to hand them out and invite them to people. Whenever we do that, I grab a stack of them. 
inevitably I end up leaving some in the glove box in my car or maybe in my junk drawer at the house and uh, they never get handed out. And months later, year later, sometimes I'm digging for something else and I find these old invite cards that were among those that I never got to hand out. And you know, at that point, they're really no good because the event has passed and the only thing I can do is throw them out. And so the word for the day out of this passage is this. Think about this. We've been given an unlimited number of invite cards to feast with Jesus, to give out to people. So let's not let them pile up in the junk drawer of our lives today, but let's give them out to people who truly need the Savior. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.